T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There is another new variant on the Omicron version of COVID that's tearing its way through the country. This one's called XBB 1.5. Makes up a lot of the new cases that we are seeing around the country. The latest numbers here in North Texas show hospitalizations way up in just the last week. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Dr. Peter Hotez. He is the Dean of the National School of Tropical Medicine at Baylor College of Medicine. He's also the co-director of the Texas Children's Center for Vaccine Development. Dr. Hotez, an honor to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking the time. No, thanks so much for having me. You wrote an article in the Daily Beast where you say this new variant could make you pay for skipping the booster. What is different about XBB 1.5 and why could we pay? Well, there's two reasons. One, the this variant, which is called XBB 1.5, very memorable, right? Uh, it sounds more like an aircraft than, than anything else. But um, it has the ability to um, escape the immune response developed against the original vaccine. So the original vaccine, which was derived from mRNA against the original lineage that came out of central China, this one is different enough so it may not offer a lot of protection, some protection, but but not as much as you'd like. So the whole rationale for this new bivalent booster that came online in uh, in, in September last year in 2022 was that it it actually is has two mRNA components, one like the old one, the original lineage, but also one against the BA5, and which is de derived from Omicron. And this XBB 1.5 is derived from a related uh, BA lineage of Omicron, BA.2. So it's more likely to be cross-protective. And there's even some data to suggest that's the case. We don't have clinical data yet because it's such a new variant. So the deck is deck is far more stacked in your favor if you get this new bivalent booster than if you don't. And the data also shows that pre-XBB 1.5, you get the bivalent booster, you have a 19-fold decreased risk in hospitalization compared if you didn't get it. So all, all roads point to getting this bivalent booster. So I've been sounding the drum of beating the drum on the importance of 
getting this bivalent booster, it's probably the single most impactful thing you can do right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the biggest thing is preventative measures and common sense practices, but also, as you mentioned, um, getting the vaccine, getting the booster. Uh, how frequent, how frequently do you see us needing this booster? Is this an every couple of weeks, every couple of months type of situation? Has there been any new development on that front? So you bring up an important point. Unfortunately, it looks like the mRNA boosters are not holding up as well as I had originally hoped for. Um, it looks to me every four to six months, something along that time frame, um, which is disappointing. And so now I'm with the questions I'm already getting asked is, for instance, I took my that bivalent booster at the end of last September. So if that's a four to six months time frame, we're coming around to the time when we'll need a second dose of the bivalent booster. And we, we haven't gotten any clarity yet from the US FDA or the CDC about that. I know there's a FDA VRPAC meeting coming towards the end of this month. So maybe we'll get some clarity at that point. So it's one of my most commonly asked questions. Hey doc, I was one of the early adopters of that bivalent booster, when do I get the next one? And, and we don't have an answer yet. You talk about XBB being so much different than the original and, and the Omicron. At what point does it just become a new disease? Or, or at least its own Greek letter, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And there are many people who say it's uh, de deserving of that. Um, yeah, I think it's there's still enough spillover because it's a bit complicated, especially for those people who've gotten vaccinated and have had some breakthrough infection, even though it's mild infection, what happens is that's triggering, triggering your immune system, your B cells, to start saying, wow, there's a lot of different viruses out there. And what they do is they start creating their own internal changes so they can broaden the response to the next one around. So that's this phenomenon called epitope broadening. And it's a long way of saying that it prepares your body to combat new variants that that haven't even don't even exist yet. So there is some benefit then to getting the vaccine even on that basis alone. You know, what's going to happen after XBB 1.5? Um, I think we don't know. We like to think that by now the virus is any kind of major change it's going to make would have made it by now. The only unknown from my view is there's this uh, country out there called China and China has 1.3 billion people now with this COVID virus racing through it and a very low percentage of the population is vaccinated or adequately vaccinated. So that's a setup for new variants. So once we get through XBB 1.5, potentially we could get lucky and we're not gonna see much after that. If we're not so lucky, we could see a new variant being generated out of out of China. And so and we won't know till we know, unfortunately. I was curious about the science of this particular virus versus like the flu. We know that there are different strains of the flu and we have different vaccines each year that try to fight this, the strongest strain that we think is going to be prevalent that year. When it comes to COVID, um, is it just because this is new that we're seeing this rapid transition of, of one variant to another that maybe flu had way back when, um, but we're just now tracking it more? Or is this different? Well, flu flu undergoes this regular annual antigenic shift, it's called. And there's a carefully orchestrated dance in place to do the surveillance for it, monitor it, and prepare 
a new vaccine, and it's usually the virus is grown in eggs, and it's an inactivated vaccine of the virus grown in eggs. And so everything is worked like a finely tuned machine. They know which which farmers to get the eggs from, how to how to incubate the eggs, how to inoculate the eggs with the virus, collect the virus. It's I call it a very carefully orchestrated dance that's been fine-tuned over decades. Um and and the and the shifts are sort of an annual shift with this COVID virus, the variants come up so fast and they and it's so transmissible, much more transmissible than flu. You don't have the time um, for that. Now we do have M, we can make mRNA more rapidly. And so one possibility would be is that in addition to a bivalent booster, the companies Moderna Pfizer could synthesize an mRNA corresponding to XBB 1.5. So that would be ready in time for the next booster. And, and that's a possibility. What we do in our lab at Texas Children's Hospital Center for Vaccine Development is we also make a COVID vaccine for global health. It's been given to about 100 million people so far in India and Indonesia. We use an older, more traditional technology, recombinant protein technology. We're now making the bivalent version uh, as well, but it but it's it takes time and the virus just moves so quickly. So that that's that's part of the issue. As we started with COVID in March of 2020, it 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 killed millions of people around the world. The the subsequent variants don't seem to have um, taken as many lives, might see spikes in hospital stays, but it seems that the symptoms seem to be lessen and lessen. Is that because of the vaccines and the people who have gotten the vaccines or is is the yeah, virus I mean, just getting you, weaker? Well, it's definitely, I wouldn't say it's getting weaker. I mean, if you remember, the worst wave of all was not the original one. It was that horrible Delta wave in the last half of 2021 and then the BA1 Omicron wave. And by the way, during that period, the last half of 2021 during Delta in the first part of 2022, during BA1 Omicron, 40,000 unvaccinated Texans lost their lives because they refused to take a COVID vaccine there. I mean, I, I wrote a, have written a paper on the Public Library of Science calling it the Great Texas COVID Tragedy. So of the 90,000 plus lives lost in Texas, Texas is the worst affected state in the country. Half of those were unforced errors. We didn't need to have those lives lost, but we have such an aggressive anti-vaccine lobby here in the in the state of Texas. The, these 40,000 were victims of that. I don't even call it misinformation or disinformation anymore. I call it anti-vaccine aggression. Um, so we don't want to let that, that happen again. So what's happened now is this the last couple of peaks of the later Omicron variants and now and now this have not been as dramatic in terms of deaths, but it's still substantial. So it's not two to three thousand deaths a day during was during Delta and early Omicron, but it's still three to four hundred deaths a day. And you when you multiply that times three hundred and sixty-five days, that's still, you know, roughly 150,000 deaths a year. That's our worst flu seasons are like 50,000 deaths a year. So that gives you a sense of, so it's still pretty deadly and serious. I think on a population level, there's some mitigating effects because you're right. So many people have either been vaccinated or previously infected. But the problem is people, we conflate that with individual health decisions. So even though on a population level, there's some mitigating effects in terms of hospitalizations and and deaths. So it's not as high as it was. Second, first of all, it's still high. And second, 
it doesn't really help you with an individual in terms of an individual health decision. So if you've not gotten your bivalent booster, there's no question you're vulnerable to this XBB 1.5. And, and if I sound like a broken record and so passionate and emphatic about it, it's because only about 15% of Americans have taken that advice. Only 15% of Americans have agreed to take the bivalent uh, booster. So, you know, I'm wringing my hands about that, as is the White House and CDC and, and FDA. We, we're not doing a good enough job as advocates to convince people to take that bivalent booster or there's just too much apathy or there's too much aggression from the anti-vaccine groups that are telling people, you know, making false claims about the vaccine. Yeah. My question on vaccines is also, uh, what is your projection for children who are now growing up in this new world of COVID? Um, will they be able to gain some natural immunity to this uh, over the next few years? Or will getting this younger generation vaccinated be more important than ever? I think it's important that we give kids the vaccine. When, you know, people point to the low numbers of deaths among among kids. Um, it's important to remember about 10% of the COVID deaths are people under the age of 50. So it's definitely smaller than over the age of 50, but there's still a substantial number of deaths, including 1,500 kids who have 1,500 kids have died in this uh, pandemic. So that's still a lot of lives lost is no, point one. Second, in the the just looking at deaths alone doesn't tell you much about all the hospitalizations that kids and young adults have. And then long COVID. And we know long COVID can occur uh, in anyone, even with asymptomatic COVID or, or mild COVID. But statistically, you're more likely to get long COVID if you have severe COVID. So when people only point out the deaths, one, I say there's still a substantial number of deaths, but second, it's not only about the deaths, it's severe illness and long COVID that we that we recommend vaccinating. And unfortunately, again, not only are people not taking the bivalent booster, our rate of vaccinating kids here, especially in the state of Texas, is really, really low. So it's been a tough, tough to make that case to parents. We are so desperate to get back to normal and we and we in a lot of cases, rushed to get back to normal. That also meant returning to bad habits, not washing our hands, not wiping down our workstations. We already know that people just don't want to wear masks to protect others for whatever reason. How dangerous are, are these bad habits in going back to them? Well, you know, I, I live in, um, in the Montrose area of Houston, and I take walks at night and see neighbors and just about every neighbor I've spoken to said they've got they've gotten a bad cold for the first time in three years. Mm -hmm. And so and part of the reason is because masks not only help prevent COVID, but they also prevent all that other stuff uh, um, like respiratory syncytial virus and influenza and rhinovirus that causes the common cold and other coronaviruses that cause the common cold. So that's why people are suddenly realizing they're getting sick for the first time in a long time. Um, so masks do do help for for a number of reasons. It's just been very tough to make that case, especially in schools. I, I would say that the, the way the way to work masks is once once community transmission of COVID goes way up, that's a time to remask. You know, when when you're indoors, and then as it subsides, you could take it off. So we were in really good shape in October and November here in Texas, we were at its nadir and, and, you know, 
everybody was going to restaurants and bars and concerts and that was great and now it's starting to go up again so that's going to be the other trick in addition to convincing texans to take the bivalent booster is convincing them hey maybe we want to dial some of this our, our activities back for a few weeks until things start to quiet down again and and see and that's one way to come to some kind of equilibrium with this virus is is to recognize that there's going to be more difficult times than others you know i was hoping 2022 was going to be far better than 2021 and unfortunately it was a pretty bad year now i'm hoping 2023 is going to be better than 2022 and i think it will be but it's going to start out on the rough side um um with with this xbb 1.5 initial wave one more question if i could what do you learn about stopping the next pandemic by what you went through in this one well i think you know there's there's lots of of lessons learned one the the importance of rapid delivery of vaccines the other though is achieving vaccine equity globally we were so focused on speed and innovation and getting mRNA vaccines out to the American people and and then in Canada and then Western Europe, we forgot to make mRNA vaccines available to the rest of the world. And and aside from the humanitarian tragedy that resulted in India and elsewhere, remember Delta, the Delta variant, which killed more Americans than just about all of them, arose out of an unvaccinated population out of India and Omicron arose out of an unvaccinated population out of Africa. So in addition to the obvious humanitarian drive for vaccine equity is the fact that it's an enlightened self-interest. And and I still don't think we've learned that lesson. You know, for our recombinant protein vaccine, we still got really we no help from the pharma companies, of course, but no help from Operation Warp Speed, the US government, and we were pretty much on our own. Thank Thank goodness we're in Texas, which is a very generous state in terms of philanthropy and part of that great Texas medical center that that made it all possible, which is kind of a fun story I like to tell is, is you know, because when going on the cable news channels and, and every day for three years, I always say, you know how they like to portray us. They In Texas, all they want to talk about is the wackadoodle and and. And I say, look, the reason I came to Texas was to be part of this Texas Medical Center and actually up my game in terms of science and innovation. And we proved that. So it's sort of a story I like to tell that now I came here because I want I am I'm a serious scientist and Texas is a place you go for science and innovation. And, and I still believe that. Dr. Peter Hotez from Baylor College of Medicine, the co-director of the Texas Children's Center for Vaccine Development. Dr. Hotez, as always, thank you again. Thanks so much. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.